Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Well, the Lord spoke something to me in prayer before the service this morning, and I'm, it's, it's a hard word, but I think I'm supposed to share it right now. The Lord was asking, what, what do you want? And he's asking that collectively, not just to me. Is I mean, the worship was wonderful. Marty, wherever you are, thank you, and happy birthday. <laughs> but if 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 we're going to be satisfied with great meetings where God really shows up, then there's something wrong. And, and the Lord gave me a picture of what that is this morning. I, I never made the connection before, but many of us in, in our lifetime, we, we probably have known people who grew up in a wealthy family, uh, and it didn't even have to be a wealthy family, but just just kids who who stayed home they they never went out and did everything they they had this inheritance and and they they could just sit at home and really do nothing for for the family for for the father um and you know i've known some people like this and and it, it's really dysfunctional and you know most most of the people that i've known who were like that were were pretty messed up i hope you can see where this is going uh, for for us the the children of god to be satisfied with him showing up and us waiting for our inheritance, that's really dysfunctional. Because there's, there's stuff that he has for us to do. There, there is a kingdom that he wants to come. There's a reason that Jesus told us to pray for the kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. I think it's because he wants it to happen. And it's it's not going to happen unless the kids get out of the house and be about the father's business. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that. But whew. see, the, the vision that we have for what God wants to do in Cheyenne is, is bigger than all of us. If Even if all of us fully engage in, in what we're called to do in our Father's kingdom in this city, it's not going to be enough. It's, it's going to take the church of the city engaging in the Father's business to see the kingdom come in, in a way that that we have not seen. There, there have been moves of God previously on the earth where, where cultures have changed. Cultures have shifted. That's, that's how barbershop quartets got started. It was policemen who had nothing to do because there weren't any crimes being committed because almost everyone had been saved. If you've not read about some of those, I challenge you to read about some of those, and it, it gives you greater vision for what God wants to do. But I'll, I'll tell you, we're, we're getting close to something being birthed. Um... If, if you can't feel it, ask the Lord <laughs> to, to let you sense it in your spirit at least. Uh, he's, he's about to do something. But most revivals, moves of God that have happened, have petered out in one generation. And it was, the reason for that is what I just shared with you. That those people who were filled with the Spirit of God were satisfied to keep coming to meetings. And they didn't really take it out into the city into the region, in, into the country. And we, we've got to have that as, as our paradigm, that, that if God is going to pour out His Spirit on a people, He's got greater purposes than for us to have great meetings. Even if people come and get saved at those meetings. I, I think the message today is, is going to be about being good stewards with what we have in, in the kingdom. Uh, it's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom but we progress in the kingdom by going from one level of glory to another. And, and there aren't just two, it's another and another and another and another. 
And we, we do that by being faithful with, with what we have. And, and as I've said before, we, we learn to do the works of the kingdom by doing the works of the kingdom. That's the only way. So uh, you guys and, and Randy and uh, Teresa have, have been doing uh, treasure hunts for a, a few weeks. And I, I just uh, I asked if they would come and, and share a little bit of what happened this, this past Thursday because it, it was pretty awesome. And I've heard this story twice, and I still can't wait to hear it again. So... Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you so much. Um, I'm Mike McKimmy, and just wanted to give you uh, our experience of treasure hunters this last week. And we we probably better give a little explanation of what that is. Okay. So you you go ahead. It's explanation of treasure hunters. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's what we're doing every other Wednesday night, um, and um, we meet in the classroom. We have a little treasure map that has like pe- person's appearance, location, the unusual, stuff like that. We take about five minutes to pray for each of those areas, and then we just write down the first things that come to our mind. Um, the reason why we only take about five minutes is because we don't overthink it, because sometimes we're like, we you know, mm-hmm. doubt ourselves, but we just want to be confident that we have the mind of Christ, so we just write it down, no matter how unusual it is. Um, and then we decide on a location, the first location that we're going to go to. This last time we decided on Little Phillies because Randy had that on his map and it's close to us. Mm-hmm. So we, we went over there. Um, there wasn't really anything else besides Little Phillies really clear to us at the moment. So we just went inside and <laughs> there was only a few people in there. So we're like, hey, we're on a treasure hunt, and, you know, we have these things on our map. Do any of you, like, any of your names, this, this, or this? And they said, no, no, but they still let us pray for the, the uh, little fillies. The lady there, she said, yeah. So Randy prayed a blessing over little fillies. So we went outside, and we just kind of stood there because we knew that there was something more. And on the ground, Mike had noticed that there was a four, um, in the sidewalk, and that was two things on our treasure map, the number four and sidewalk. And the four just so happened to be pointed towards a gold car, and gold was on our treasure map as well. So we, I'm making a long story short here, okay? So we went over to the gold car. We're kind of like, there's nothing over there. The gold car was in the Eagle's Nest parking lot. And... Um, <laughs> It's kind of a hardcore bar, you know, in my opinion, I guess. And so uh, we were like, well, maybe the person that owns the car is in there, but I didn't want to go in there. <laughs> Neither did Randy or Mike, but Teresa was super bold. She's like, well, I'll go in there, you know? So we're like, okay, you know? And I, in my head, I'm like, well, probably she'll just come back out and we can just leave. So she pops her head out like 15 seconds later and is like, the treasure's in here. Uh, and I was like, oh, really? oh yeah. You know, I'm like, really? So, so sure enough, we go in there, and I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, we're going to a bar. Like, these people do not want us to pray for them, you know. And uh, the people we prayed for first, uh, he had kidney problems, and kidney was on our map. Also, stomach issues, and that was on our treasure map as well. Mm-hmm. So... 
Again, a long story short, we ended up praying for everybody in the bar. I don't think that there was one person we didn't pray for. Um, the lady that was bartending, she came over and was like, my sister just passed away, and I guess her whole family was there, so we all crowded up into like this corner, and they were just like looking at us like, okay, go, you know, and we were like, <laughs> I was like, oh, God help, so, so we prayed for them, and then another little lady was there, and she just, she just needed some comfort and some prayer as well, but it was really cool. Every time I've driven by that bar, I've been like, man, I'm never going to go in that place. That place is hardcore. <laughs> So God sent us in there, and it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, my part of it is uh, the clues of it all. Um, like Kimmy was saying in the beginning, you don't have to be prepared when you come out to Treasure Hunters. You just come, but dress warm. That's the only prepared you need to be. Uh, just come, pray, and go out. And you're looking for treasure. Uh, you're looking for God's treasure. And uh, like Kimmy said, you're, you're just putting clues on a piece of paper, and the clues will be a big T, the clues will be little fillies, the clues will be kidneys, darkness, um, blonde, blue, uh, whatever, just one little words here and there, tractor, gold. Um, but in the beginning, it's kind of slow, and then at the end of the night, you're like, wow, yeah. God really <laughs> just showed up again. Uh, yeah. For the little fillies, sandwich shop, we went there, and nobody wanted the prayer. But you go outside, and then there's an arrow pointed at another clue, and you're like, well, like Kimmy said, we didn't want to go. But at the end of the night, you're looking at the clues. You're looking at the, uh, the arrow. You're looking at the gold car. You're looking at walking out of the bar. The word Phillies is written this big outside the bar. It wasn't the, the little Philly little, sandwich little shop. Little Philly, yeah. Little Philly. <laughs> <laughs> and the time before, when we were out, we were at the park and we were blessing people, uh, we came across a homeless man. He wasn't on our list, but at the end, after we were done, he was on our list. Um, one of the, the clues was Big T, but when we were praying for this guy, right behind him, like three feet, is the word T in big letters. It's like T-E-A, and we're like, holy moly. <laughs> it's just, It's good, and... Pastor Randy came up with all those clues, and that guy's connected to God, so. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a really good time, and uh, every time God shows up, every mm -hmm. time you find treasure, Yeah. and uh, we can do it by ourselves, and you get filled up, but as a group, you're going to be filled up, because everybody adds a piece to that clue. Right, right. Um, I was going to say something else. I don't know. Anyway. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the name of that uh the great greatest treasure hunt that's the name of the book right the ultimate treasure hunt and it's it's people people are the treasure and you're you're getting clues to who god wants to touch that night and uh, a few weeks earlier when Randy and uh, Kimmy and Mike went out, uh, they, they met this guy at uh, Holiday Park, and he, he wanted to keep the treasure map because every time he would look at that, he would know that God sent some people to him so that he could get prayed for and 
experience something from God. Now, you know, I'm not saying we all have to do that, but this is one really good way to to step out into the unknown. And uh, I'm going to go to Luke chapter 19. And uh, I, I promise I won't teach very long today. Because <laughs> we've already heard some really good stuff. Uh, a few weeks ago when I spoke about... Um, being prepared for promotion. I alluded to... Uh, oh, Teresa, you are here. I didn't see you, sorry. <laughs> Pardon? Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I, I was alluding to this same message um, a couple weeks ago, as I said. And, you know, when, when we look at some of the things that Jesus said that those who follow him would do, and we try to evaluate where we are in in terms of fulfilling what Jesus said we would do. And, and what I'm speaking of specifically uh, is uh, John 14, starting in verse 12, where Jesus says, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. And what was it that Jesus did? Well, he, he proclaimed the kingdom and he healed the sick. He cast out demons. He raised the dead. Uh, he, it, it was just a natural part of who he was and, and wherever he went, those things just happened. So Jesus said we would do those things and we would do even greater things. And I'm, the, the Lord is beginning to expand my grid for the greater things. Uh, <clears throat> and I, uh, that's for another message, but 
anyway. Uh, then also in Mark chapter 16, Mark's version of the Great Commission, Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people and they will get well. And then Jesus was taken up to heaven. So, these are some things that, that Jesus said his followers would do. Okay? Most of us consider ourselves followers of Jesus. So, we, we've got to evaluate where we are in doing what Jesus said we would do. And when we evaluate our current level of effectiveness in this, because none of us are as effective as Jesus, okay? That's one easy way to say it, okay? We, we pray for the sick, and some of them get well, and, and some of them not yet. Uh, we've, we've actually seen a couple people raised from the dead uh, who were part of this church over the last few years. Some would argue, but if you're not breathing and your heart's not beating, you're dead, right? <laughs> and later on, they were breathing and their heart was beating and they were alive and they're still alive. But it's not happening to everybody yet. So what I'm saying is... We can have a few different responses to that, okay? If if we're if if we we just look at ourselves and we, this is not happening in my life, we we can develop a theology that says, well, well, that was for then. That that was for the apostles, and now we have this. So we don't need that. And I'm telling you, that is a bad response. To, to try to develop a theology that is against what this says, just because we have not yet experienced it, is, is, is wrong. It, it is error. And that's what much of the church has done. Okay. Now, we we are at a place where we're actually trying to do the works of Jesus, and uh, honestly, we as as a body, the the ministry of Jesus that we do here and outside is more effective than any other church that I've ever been a part of, but. But we are still not there. So what, what is our response to where we are? are? Are we going to allow ourselves to become discouraged and disillusioned 
and do less and less of it, the works of Jesus? Or are, are we going to believe that there is more available that we can receive if we will position ourselves correctly and we will be a, a people who, who truly seek the Lord and who truly seek what He wants. That's the right response. Okay? So, that's what we need to do. Uh, you know, and I, I, I've got to tell you that, uh, you know, in, in these, these last few weeks, the, the Lord has, has been reorienting me. And, and he, He's been uh, doing things in, in my thinking and, and in, in my life that have not been altogether comfortable. But he's he's answering my prayers and he's positioning me for more. Because when when I asked you that question uh, when I first got up here this morning, and the question was, "What do you want?" Uh, I, I'm not so sure that I completely wanted what God has wanted uh, in, in my life and in this city uh, up to now. And In fact, he, he's showing me that, yeah, I, some things have to change. And I'm okay with that because I want change. I, I want to move forward and be more effective in in bringing the kingdom to this city and and i have to tell you that the the prophetic word that the lady from the healing rooms came here and, and delivered that that is a context shifting word it it puts what God is doing in in this city and doing among us and in the church of Cheyenne it it puts it in a different context because and you know we're we're not to treat prophecies with contempt okay and and that word about Cheyenne being the spiritual center of America is i mean that that's big and I wouldn't grab onto a word like that without two or three witnesses. 
okay? But we've, we've got some witnesses. Uh, I, I shared that word with Gina Gibson, who's been a statewide intercessor coordinator in Wyoming as long as I've known her, and that's about a dozen years. She was our representative with the National Day of Prayer for a long, long time. Now she is the regional representative for the whole Rocky Mountain region for the National Day of Prayer, and she is an intercessor. And there there was a time here last summer when we had many of the national leaders from the National Day of Prayer organization here in, in this building, and I, I got to have coffee with them, and then they went to the Wyoming House of Prayer that night. And this was, I think, about the same weekend as the Convoy of Hope outreach. And they, they told Gina that, you know, it's, it's really interesting that we're not seeing in the other 49 states the same thing that we're seeing in Wyoming. That it really looks like God is doing something unique in the state of Wyoming. And wouldn't it be just like God to take the last, the least, and use Wyoming to, to start the next Great Awakening. And I get choked up about that because I've been pulling on heaven for just that for about 15 years. So, to hear national spiritual leaders come <laughs> and speak those words. It does something. So I think we should grab on to that word. And say, yes, Lord, what would you have us do? You with me? Yeah. So, back to Luke chapter 19. a parable that we're pretty familiar with. Part of a long discourse that Luke recorded for us from Jesus, and it's getting toward the end. Luke 19, starting in verse 12. 
He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went to a distant country to receive a kingdom for himself and then return, which is exactly what Jesus did. And he called ten of his slaves and gave them ten minas and said to them, do business with this until I come back. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We do not want this man to reign over us. And it came about that when he returned after receiving the kingdom, he ordered that these slaves to whom he had given the money, let me see here, be called in to him in order that he might know what business they had done. And the first appeared, saying, Master, your mina has made ten minas more. And he said to him, Well done, good slave. Because you have been faithful in a very little thing, be in authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Your mina, master, has made five minas. And he said to him also, And you are to be over five cities. And another came, saying, Master, behold your mina, which I kept put away in a handkerchief, for I was afraid of you, because you are an exacting man. You take up what you did not lay down, you reap what you did not sow. He said to him, By your own words I will judge you, you worthless slave. Did you know that I am an exacting man, taking up what I did not lay down and reaping what I did not sow? Then why did you not put the money in the bank, and having come, I would have collected it with interest? And he said to the bystanders, Take the mina away from him and give it to the one who has the ten minas. And they said to him, Master, he has ten minas already. And Jesus said, I tell you that to everyone who has shall more be given, but from the one who does not have even what he does have will be taken away. But these enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them, bring them here and slay them in my presence. This version is a little more pointed than the one in, in Matthew 25, but I just want to bring out a couple things for us as, as we close today the master expected the servants to put what he had given them at risk that's what business is business is, is risk uh the entrepreneur, the risk taker is hopefully the money maker. Jesus is talking about the, the spirit. He's talking about the, the gifts, the spiritual gifts that he's given us. He, he's talking about the works of the kingdom. If, if we will take risk, like Teresa and Kimmy and Mike and, and Randy, 
and, and take what we've been given out and use it, we will be given more. That's what Jesus is saying. The more we use, the more we put at risk, and uh, John Wimber was famous for for saying, how how do you spell faith? R-I-S-K. That's that's our heritage in in the vineyard. We got to do this. We got to put what God's given us at risk because the reason the Son of God came was to destroy the works of the devil. It's the works of the kingdom that destroy the works of the devil. And if we take that stuff out where all the works of the devil are, we got a really good chance. There's a lot less risk out there because <laughs> uh, God loves to do stuff out there, out in the city. It's harder to get stuff done here. And the more we do out there, the more happens here. And, and that, that is a, a cycle that I want us to feed. But I want you to notice one other thing about this parable. There, there were two servants who, who did well. And they put what they'd been given at risk. And it became more. There was one servant who, who did not put what he had been given at risk. He, he kept it safe. Covered up. The reason that that servant did that was he had the wrong concept of the master. The reason that he was unwilling to take risk is he thought the master was this hard, unfair ruler who who was just waiting for a reason to get him that that's not our master we see as we as we deal with this issue of of our comparative unfruitfulness in doing the works of Jesus com- compared to Jesus. As, as we deal with that issue, we, we cannot adopt the attitude that God is withholding something necessary from us. We, we cannot adopt the attitude that He's set this thing up so that we can't win. Because that is not him. 
But if we adopt that attitude, it will cause us to go in a wrong direction. In, instead, the master is completely committed to your good and my good. He's, he's completely committed to getting us from where we are to where he wants us to be. If we will just continue to say yes, continue to obey him, continue to hear him, and do what he says. Because he who began the good work in us will certainly take it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He's, if it seems like he's withholding something from you, it's to get you to seek him more. It's to get you to draw nearer. It's, it, it's to get you to that place of listening that Kim and Joy were both talking about this morning. So, let's, let's be realistic about, about where we are with the works of the kingdom, with what we've given. Do you want more? then you better put at risk what you've got. Because that's the way it works. The one who set up the whole system, just explain that to us. Do you want to lose what little you, you think you might have? Then squirrel it away under a mattress or in a safe somewhere where it can't do anything. Because I, I tell you, this, this is one of the most sobering parables to me. And, and it, it shows you... A, a real principal truth of, of the kingdom that need doesn't move the resources of God's kingdom. If, if it did, there, it'd be pouring out all over Pine Ridge. Right, Dennis? Faith releases the resources of God's kingdom. So, I mean, for Jesus to say about the, the servant who was suspect about the master, even what he has will be taken from him. That's... That's sobering. So, 
You know, I, I want to encourage us. You know, we're, we're on the right track. We're, we're seeing a lot happen. But what do you want? Do, do you really want to see God's kingdom coming in every realm of culture of Cheyenne? I do. I, I really want to see that. Because if that's happening, this is going to be an incredible place to live. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> we, we know what God's kingdom is like. There's joy. People are not sick. People treat each other rightly. Businesses aren't, aren't trying to take advantage of, of people. The, even, even the politicians aren't trying to take advantage of people in God's kingdom. And the media actually tells the truth. And, and doesn't try to manipulate people with half-truth. And in the education system, the, the kids are, are learning to think and, and reason and, and know truth. Uh, this, this could be really amazing. And, and this is what God wants to do. But I, I think part of what he's saying is we got to think bigger. It, it's not just about this. <laughs> it, it's about this. And we, the church will never see the kingdom come if we don't take the kingdom out of the four walls. And each of us have a realm of responsibility and authority right now where we can see the kingdom come more. Right now. Even with what you have right now, if, if you will begin to pray and... I, I know so many of you are already doing this. You're taking the kingdom to where you are, and, and my wife is, is my hero because I don't know that anybody is doing it better. than she is. Praying with just about every patient. She gets ready for surgery, leading them to the Lord. Uh, you're my hero. She's an example for all of us.
And, and God is not condemning us today. He's inviting us. He's saying, okay, let's go. So let's pray. And we'll eat at noon. <laughs> Father, I thank you that you don't operate through condemnation. You operate by invitation. I thank you that you've laid out an invitation for us today. And I thank you that we are going to see your kingdom come more and more in this city. We ask you to pour out your spirit, the Holy Spirit and fire upon us so that we can be even more equipped to proclaim and demonstrate your kingdom throughout this city. And I pray you'd show each one of us how to Bring your kingdom more into the realms where we operate, where we have authority. And Lord, if Cheyenne is the spiritual center of the United States, then let that third great awakening start here. And use us. Help us, Lord, to be faithful with what we've been given and to move from glory to glory. And Lord, bless the food we're about to eat. Bless our fellowship together. In Jesus' name. For his sake. May he receive his full inheritance in Cheyenne. Amen. Hmm. Well, if you need prayer for healing, for anything, we invite you to come and we'll have a ministry team up here. Uh, if you need a word of encouragement, we'll have our, our prophetic team over here. Uh, if you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and we'd love to pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you've not entered into a new life following Jesus, we invite you to come and start that today. And I guess the rest of you can uh, get things ready uh, for, for lunch. If you did not bring anything today, uh, we invite you to stay anyway. I'm sure there will be uh, plenty. So may the Lord bless and keep and lead all of you this week in Jesus' name. Amen.